since we've no place to go. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Welcome to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week on Building the Bakken, the most trusted energy brand in the Bakken today. As I mentioned a moment ago, Building the Bakken, part of the Crude Life Media Network, and we're not a political program, rather an informational brand. No polarizing talk, just conversations about facts of the energy industry. With programs like Building the Bakken, we're able to tell the stories about the people, the communities, and the companies within the industry, those who are involved with the evolution of the Bakken oil field and the oil and gas industry. Shale Play USA, baby. All right, on today's episode, we got a fantastic program in store for you. You know, the other day, somebody came up to me and he said, they said, you know, we really love your program because I always learn something which I took as a compliment. I know it might not be the most exciting, the most bombastic, the most sensational thing in the world, like a lot of the uh, political pundits get into. But here we like to make sure that we keep you informed in this busy world, almost as your eyes and your ears in this busy, busy world, because you need to rely on some information. And that's what we bring you here as experts, people that talk within their wheelhouse. And let me tell you what we've got today. We've got the president the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, William Prentice. He gives us a year in review about the Davis Refinery, some of the legal battles they had to go through, which they won and were validated. Their technology was validated. Ask him about that, what it's like going through all that legal uh, battles and in the end, sided with you with what you said in the beginning. And so we asked him that, among some other things. Year in review with the... Davis Refinery, William Prentice, the CEO, Meridian Energy Group. And then Terry Edom with the uh, BOE Report. Talk about some alternative and unconventional natural gas technologies. Everything from portable LNG to mobile greenhouses are discussed. Terry Edom, Energy Reporter, BOE Report. Chris Ginsbeck with Carbon Creek Energy. They got a First of its kind sale in the commodities market. It's a frack-free natural gas certificate. You've heard of carbon offsets. It's a lot like that. It kind of offsets some fracking, something to do with that, and in terms of getting some credits. um, I really didn't know much about it. That's why we brought on uh, Mr. Chris Ginsbach with uh, Carbon Creek Energy a little later on in the program. And then we round the program out we end the program we conclude the program with sarah skinner with oil man magazine gives a preview of their current issue and talks about one of the issues going on which is the skills gap happening in the energy industry Uh, sarah skinner talks about uh bridging the skills gap in the energy industry very good interview with sarah skinner later on in the program all right we have all that plus much more plus the music from blind joe Let me tell you a little bit about Blind Joe here real quick. Uh, He's out of uh, North Dakota. He truly is blind. Uh, He's open for such uh, names as David Allen Coe, Brett Michaels of Poison, Colin Ray, John Anderson, Craig Morgan. He's been all over the country playing in tours, and he had an excellent run on Season 9 of NBC's The Voice. So today all, and he's a good friend of mine, All day today here on this program, we're going to be having Blind Joe Christmas songs here uh, to 
bring us in and bring us out. Our bumper music, as we call it in the business. Bumper music, as we call it in the business. So important, I had to say it twice. All right, Blind Joe, folks. Bumper music today, singing some Christmas songs. All right, we got a great program for you, Building the Bakken Radio. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm Well, the fire is slowly dying Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, we have William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group. Oh, do want to mention real quickly the music that you heard coming into this segment of Building the Bakken is Blind Joe. Uh, people, a lot of people know him from uh, NBC's The Voice, Season 9. He had a terrific run. Uh, Blind Joe's doing today's music, today's Christmas music here on the program. All right, now back to our interview with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group on our weekly Davis refinery update. Uh, Two-part question here for the next one. You know, we're talking about the permit to construct. Uh, another, I guess, issuance that you got was the uh, synthetic miner source. Um, talk to me, I guess, uh, two-part question. The first one was, uh, you guys knew what you were doing. You had a lot of uh, people, professionals, experts hired to back up what you were doing, yet you got pressed pretty hard uh, by a number of uh, activist groups, if you will, or whatever it might be. In the end, though, you, you guys were validated that your science, your, I guess, claims that you made in the beginning were all correct. Um, how... How was that process going through knowing that you guys were in the right? And then in the end, how was it to be validated with that? Well, it was a very contentious process, as you, as you point out. I mean, that's uh, the nature of our, our economy, our society. Uh, uh, everything seems to be a fight, and uh, we all get very upset about that and worried about it in the process, but that's what makes makes our country stronger. I mean, we have people opposing us every step of the way. Uh, I would argue that our project is stronger. Uh, this refinery is going to be cleaner as a result of that opposition. Uh, we know going into this, uh, you know, we looked at, at various sites and, and selected this one knowing that it was about uh, three and a half miles away from the uh, TR National Park. And that as a result, we're going to have to meet class one air quality standards. That is as stringent as you can possibly get. So we set about engineering a plant that could do that. Uh, found out that with modern technology, uh, we could build a small, compact, uh, very efficient refinery that was still a full conversion plant, meaning creating all the, the 
the required retail products of, uh, of diesel and gasoline and so forth that were, were in demand by the local market and yet still achieve those, those very low, very stringent synthetic minor source uh, standards. So, yeah, it was contentious. Uh, we, you know, we knew that was going to be a challenge, but we faced it, and we invested a lot to make sure this project was going to meet those requirements. So, you know, again, uh, product of that opposition is they, they will have helped us create a refinery that is exceptionally clean and a model for what we can replicate in almost every place in the, in the country. To listen to the full-length interview with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. All day today and throughout the holiday season, we're going to be listening to Christmas music from Blind Joe. Blind Joe is a uh, regional Sands national musician, sings a lot of old school country, and uh, he had a nice little run on season nine of The Voice. And he truly is blind, and so uh, he's been in our. He's a good friend of mine. Been in this studio many times, performing live. So all uh, holiday season long, we're going to be as a bumper music. We're going to have a Blind Joe. So uh, Blind Joe, take us out. And if you want more on William Prentice or Meridian Energy Group or the Davis Refinery, visit the Crude Life. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. The kids in girl and boy land. We'll have a jubilee They're gonna build a toyland All around that Christmas tree Dashing through the snow In a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Terry Edom, energy reporter for a BOE report, talking about natural gas technologies. And once again, that was Blind Joe with the Christmas bumper music bringing us into this segment. Blind Joe had an awesome run from Season 9 on The Voice. He's got his Christmas album available to purchase. If you'd like to check it out, go to thecrudelife.com. Click on the Blind Joe link to his Christmas album. Love it if you supported a singer-songwriter. All right, now back to our interview very quickly. Terry Edom, energy reporter with BOE, report talking about some alternative and unconventional natural gas technologies. I remember Lee Tillman telling me, the uh, president of Marathon Oil, that it's really expensive to ship you know, a molecule, a hydrocarbon molecule from the Bakken to South America. So it, it takes... It takes some, you know, some capital and some investment to really make the natural gas market viable. And that's the problem. It's just been cheap and, and not a lot of people can invest when they don't get a big return back. So um, anyway, sorry, I just wanted to ask about the pricing a little bit because it's, it's, it's kind of a double edged sword because it's, you know, it's what's good for the consumer is not necessarily good for the industry. Absolutely. And it, it, it does create potential for problems because, as you say, you get um, a, a lot of communities or, or counties or whatever that's, that convert to natural gas. And then that's a long-term proposition, right? It's not something you do, you turn on and off over six months. You, when, you, when you connect, you connect. There's a lot of infrastructure that goes into that. So it requires a big capital commitment. And then it requires the expectation that this is going to be around for decades to come. 
for the investment to pay for itself. And so, so we just don't have the price uh, incentive to get all of that infrastructure uh, growing again to, to make sure that that's aligned properly. Now, there, there are gas re- resources. And in some parts of the country, like you say, the Bakken and in the Permian and other places where it's solution gas, where the oil is the valuable part and the gas is the byproduct, um, then the, the challenge is to tap that efficiently to make that make best use of that for the country, actually, because it is a it's a it's a non-renewable resource and it, it is valuable. Cheap energy is really taken for granted, and the more you can utilize it, the better for everyone. So. I did want to ask you about that. In fact, um, that was going to be my next question was, in, in your column that you write for the BEO report, you say solution gas will save the day. And I've, you know, I'm, I, I got to be honest, I, I feel kind of, kind of silly. I've, I've never seen that term solution gas before. So what is solution gas? And talk about how it's going to save the day. Oh, well, solution gas, or it might be called associated gas. Um, but most wells, when they're drilled, um, produce both uh, natural gas and oil, like even if you drill an oil well, it is a bit of a common misconception that an oil well is an oil well and a gas well is a gas well, but quite often they produce both. The Fermian is the biggest example, but also the Bakken as well. The Bakken is primarily an oil play. Uh, as people know, there's a lot of oil that comes out of it, great oil well, but it also produces a lot of natural gas as a byproduct. So the sheer volume that's coming out, I think the Bakken produces several BCF a day of gas. The Permian produces something like 10 BCF a day of gas, which is huge, and it wasn't there five or 10 years ago. So, and it's, it, it, is a, it is almost a waste product when you're trying to get the oil out because the oil has the economic value. So you're, you're forced to deal with the gas, and you're, you're sometimes you're forced to dump it into markets that don't really want it. Um, and, but you keep producing it because the oil is worth a lot of money. And that we, that's exactly what's happening up here in Canada, too. The uh, uh, companies are drilling to get oil and the natural gas liquid primarily, and then they just dump the gas on the market for whatever they can get for it. Uh, and essentially, sometimes companies are almost willing to give it away uh, because the oil is a valuable part. And you have to, either you can flare it or you have to produce it and put it into a pipeline somewhere. So if the, the regulations that allowed an increase in flaring were actually... The, the, the aim of that was to allow more oil to be produced because if you if you force companies to conserve the gas and say, no, you can't flare it, then that can limit oil production as well. So that that's uh, the associated gas in a nutshell, and it just comes along with the oil and you have to deal with it. And you can't deal with it in a truck like you can with oil, right? You have to build a pipeline or a gathering system uh, to efficiently deal with it. So, Well, I know that's a big, a big thing in the Bakken right now. Um... Or at least with a lot of these different shale plays, are the value-added companies. I call them the uh, science projects that uh, you know go out to, go out to the different well sites and they'll capture the gas, turn it into LNG, or, or maybe turn around and, and refuel the the site with it. Type of a thing. Um, do, do, yeah. do you do you see that as uh, playing into this at all? Uh, I know that they're only considered probably less than ten percent. Of, of the entire industry, but, but I don't know, just some, some, for some reason, I just see one of those companies just hitting the jackpot and rising up and kind of making it uh, so we're not so reliant on pipelines, if you know what I mean, that they're going to able to figure out a way to <laughs> turn it into, you know, something right there on site. That's just, yeah, I just, I just well, see that happening. We, we have so much innovation going on and so many neat little yeah. science projects happening. Uh, are you following any of that? Yeah. 
as much as I can. I'm, I'm probably not as up to speed as that I should as I should be, but I know exactly what you're talking about, and I know a few examples. And and uh, one that I find really really re- interesting, and, and even from an environmental perspective, is the ability perhaps to use natural gas. And imagine you had greenhouses that were you could even have portable greenhouses on trailers that could grow local fruits and vegetables. Like in North Dakota in the middle of winter, wouldn't it be nice to have your own? Um, Local grown, locally grown vegetables, well, you could have these sorts of things. Wherever you're flaring gas, that's a free source of heat, and you could have something portable to make use of that, and it would greatly benefit the region also. So I think there there's enormous opportunity there. Like you say, it's science project. It's thinking outside the box a little bit, which is we have to we have to find ways to utilize that. And the, the traditional view is well to use to utilize cheap natural gas properly. Uh, if you can't get it to a market, you need to build like a polypropylene plant or something that, or a fertilizer plant or something that uses huge quantities of natural gas. So that, those are such long-term things that they're they're not helpful in the shorter term. So I think the industry, hopefully, and it's great to see signs that we are going towards uh, finding these almost I wouldn't say guerrilla warfare, but they're they're mobile, adaptable um, uses for natural gas because. It is a valuable resource, and there's so much that can be done with it. And like I said, the portable greenhouse is one idea, and I'm sure there are dozens of others. Um, and they're, um, it would be nice to see governments putting incentives in place for things like that, rather than just straight drilling necessarily, or to increase production, but actually to, to maximize the value of those things. So I guess in the short term, I was thinking that um, the, the point of the article was to, to make people think a little bit. If they if they believe that we have a uh, near infinite supply of cheap natural gas, to make them think twice about that. And also to make people realize just how valuable natural gas is. And people don't think of that in winter. You walk into a warm building and you don't think, you're not grateful because it's heated by natural gas, but we really should be. Most of the U.S.'s population should be. <clears throat> so it's a bit to help people... Uh, take it for granted, not take it for granted, uh, and also just to catalyze discussions like you're talking about at the end here. Like that's phenomenal. If we can find ways to utilize natural gas properly, um, and then that helps with the whole environmental uh, debate as well. If the if the energy industry shows that they're taking steps forward like that, then that helps with the with our ability to keep going. There's a lot of groups out there that want to kill off fossil fuels which we can't because we rely on them for survival. But we can certainly make them greener and more efficient. And instead of flaring gas, maybe we can be doing something great with that and adding some real value to the economy. To listen to the full-length interview with Terry Edom with the Energy Reporter, BOE Report, or listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building the Bakken Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media links are available at thecrudelife.com, as well as our links to Blind Joe's Christmas album. The music that you're hearing on today's program is courtesy of Blind Joe. Blind Joe had a terrific run on season nine of The Voice, as well as touring across the nation, opening for people like David Allen Coe. This is Blind Joe and his holiday album. You can certainly purchase it by going to thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. one horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. 
Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. It seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say. To see Eric Hatch grow his business and then start to share it with other people, I think is one of those great steps in life. You know, what do you do in society? You succeed at a thing and then you teach other people how you did it. And now to see Eric duplicating his genius across the country, I'm telling you, there's a world changer down the street and his name is Eric Hatch. For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies and I'm your host today. Up next, Chris Ginsbach with Carbon Creek Energy. And just a quick reminder, today's music is by Blind Joe. It's his Christmas album, which is available to purchase. We have links available at thecrudelife.com. And now back to our interview with Chris Ginsbach with Carbon Creek Energy. Chris Ginsbach with Carbon Creek Energy. Carbon Creek Energy. Well, before we get into some of the big news you guys have, let's talk a little bit about what your guys' company is, you know, just uh, give us a little elevator pitch, if you will, of what you guys are all about and where you guys are seeing some action. Sure. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, So Carbon Creek Energy was formed in uh, late 2015. We bought uh, a coal bed methane field in the Powder River Basin. It was previously owned and operated jointly by Anadarko and WPX. And we bought them out of that position, about 6,500 operated wells, a pretty large footprint area uh, in the basin there. And, you know, the idea was uh, we can try to get some operational efficiencies by bringing everything under under one operatorship, under one team. Um, uh, But then also we liked the potential opportunity of the clean nature of coal bed methane and specifically Powder River coal bed methane uh, because of the pure water that, that comes out of the formation there. We're able to just repurpose that back uh, into the environment, do surface discharge. So we thought there were some uh, some some operational efficiencies we could gain, but then also possibly some environmental attributes we could try to try to work on um, and bring something new to the to the market with that opportunity. 
So one of the reasons we brought you on the program today was to talk about the, uh, in the press release at least, it says first of kind, first of its kind, uh, sale, commodities, market, that sort of thing, and frack-free natural gas certificates. Um, you know, obviously there's some great buzzwords in there. First of its kind caught my attention, and then frack-free. Anytime you can kind of um, get the word free in there, of course you're going to catch people's attentions too. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys have going on. Sure. Uh, so, you know, part of the inherent or kind of absolute properties of processing uh, the methane from the coal seams, from, from the coal bed there in the Powder River, is that we do not and cannot hydraulically frack our wells. Um, and so when we bought the asset, we were brainstorming on, hey, you know, we, we've got this, what we think is a, a, new, a unique attribute to how we uh, go about our, our production processes. Um, and there is, a, a, as you know, a pretty big, um, anti-fracking movement out there, uh, specifically on, on the coasts, uh, but we're even we're seeing it here in Texas. So we're headquartered in Texas. Uh, operations are up in Wyoming, but there's even counties and cities here in, in, in our state that are, that are banning fracking. And so what we wanted to try to, try to determine was, hey, can we bring uh, a product to market similar to a wind credit or a solar credit where you take the unique attributes of how you're processing something and match that up with consumers that are wanting to, um, you know, kind of take advantage of of, of reducing their footprint, uh, whether it's uh, you know b- because they either have a moral obligation because they want to do that, uh, or because there's there's some sort of mandate that has been put upon them by uh, by some regulatory body, and we thought it would be pretty unique if we can try to do that with uh, the the attributes of our production processes and. And the frack-free nature of it was what we had settled on and then tried to uh, essentially try to start making some phone calls, seeing how we could make that a reality. So are you guys frack-free in right now? That's correct. Yeah, 100% okay. of our production, um, we, do not, you know, uh, we do not have to hydraulically frack the wells when we That's what I thought. Okay. I want to make yeah. sure I was following here because I, I have interviewed a few people that they do some different methods. I know there's a guy up in Utah who's – using some sort of solution to uh, do some sort of frack-free type things. And, and, um, but those are very shallow type wells. Uh, there's a guy in Colorado using microwave. He's trying to experiment that way. Um, is, is there a way that you guys kind of, um, I guess, explain this frack-free technology in a very layman's term to kind of, you know, d- dumb it down for the average person, I guess? Interesting. 
I would think and the coal seam, the, the coal seams that we drill into are already naturally pretty well broken and split open, naturally naturally fractionated. That we don't have to go down and try to perf and and inject high pressure uh, water and chemicals and some sort of propent or, or, or sand into the formation. We can just suck the water out naturally in the gas, and the gas naturally bubbles up. So. Well, I was going to say, it seems like it's a little bit more natural of a process, and also it probably would um, have a different effect on the on the fresh water. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So the water that we're drilling into, the aquifer we're drilling into, is essentially a, char- a naturally charcoal-filtered water. So it's pure water when it comes out uh, up to the surface, and we're able to put that right, right back into the ecosystem. So we dump it right back into the Powder River Basin, or for the farmers and ranchers on the lands that we work on and operate on, we'll give that right back to them, and they can use it to irrigate their crops, to water their livestock, so it's actually increasing yields um, from that standpoint. So we're certainly not a water-neutral company. Uh, we're even more so water, water positive. So we are repurposing fresh water back into the environment um, that's, that's providing life. We're, not taking, we're certainly not taking fresh water out uh, when it comes to the completions and, and the, the fractionating jobs. So where do you guys see this going? I mean, in terms of car, uh, like carbon credits, if you will, or whatever that, yep. you know, that, that is, uh, that's, um, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard of these in the past a little bit. I'm not as familiar with what, uh, you know, the, the, the carbon credits entail. Uh, mostly I know most of it from popular culture, to be honest. Um, <laughs> how, how, I guess how, how do carbon credits work then? Do companies, I guess, t- talk to me a little bit about that before you uh, describe it, how you guys directly do it. Yeah, and, and that's exactly how, how we viewed it when we thought we could, we could make something of our unique attributes as we related it to carbon credits. So, you know, the, the buzzword uh, when, when it comes to carbon credits is what's my carbon intensity? You know, how much carbon am I emitting in the atmosphere for whatever I am doing, whether it's flying jets or if I'm a, a Google or an Apple, you know, how many megawatts hours am I, am I using in all of my, my facilities or my data centers around town? And I try to convert that electricity usage into a, a, uh, a carbon amount, and they measure that by metric tons, and then I can go out and find projects that companies have done and essentially buy credits that they have, you know, maybe they've planted so many trees and it creates X amount of a carbon offset, I can go buy that offset um, to cancel out my usage. And that was essentially the same concept that we had here with our frac-free uh, attribute. To listen to the full-length interview with Chris Grinsbach with Carbon Creek Energy or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Quick reminder that today's holiday music is performed by Blind Joe. His album is available for Christmas. For those people who'd like to support the singer-songwriter Blind Joe, who had an awesome run on Season 9 of The Voice, then go to thecrudelife.com and click on the link to buy the album or just go to blindjoe.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? And how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, 
mystery. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, he'll go down in history. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cass Clay, says about Hatch Coaching. Leaders like Eric Hatch are changing the face of what it means to lead an organization or what it means to lead a brand. He's changing that. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard of the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Sarah Skinner with the Oil Man Magazine. Quick reminder that today's holiday music is performed by Blind Joe. A lot of people know Blind Joe from his opening acts of David Allen Cole, Brett Michaels uh, from Poison, as well as many other musicians. He was on season nine of The Voice, NBC's The Voice, had a great run there. And he's got today's holiday music for us. You can go to crudelife.com or blindjoe.com. Click on links in order to buy his holiday music that you're hearing today. And now we're going to go back to our program here. And this is Sarah Skinner with Oil Man Magazine. Sarah Skinner, Oil Man Magazine. Outstanding, and thank you for joining us here today. And you guys, of course, Oil Man Magazine. Going to get a little bit of a preview of uh, what is available in the newsstands today, what some of the hottest issues are in the oil and gas industry, and maybe if there's time, we can maybe get a thematic preview of the next issue that's uh, coming up. I just got a, a de- deadline reminder, so I know that you guys are working on your next issue uh, that comes out, I believe, in about a month and a half, I suppose, February time, or January, I imagine, January, February, something like that. Anyway, I'll let you explain all that before I just speculate and pontificate wrong things. So how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for joining us here. So let's talk a little bit about Oil Man Magazine. Uh, what are some of the features, some of the articles that people can uh, find this month? 
Um, this month, our feature is on continuing education and um, just educating the oil and gas workforce. Um, one thing I've noticed in interviewing different companies over the last few months for other articles is that there's a, a definite skills gap, and um, it's a growing concern from, you know, the baby boomers retiring and, you know, younger people coming in with the degrees and everything, but they don't have the on-the-job knowledge that the baby boomers are leaving with. And so um, I decided to go ahead and do an article on that and explore it and see what they were trying to do to fix the problem. And they definitely have some solutions. And I was very surprised by everything that I found. What were some of the solutions? Because that's a issue we've been talking about on this program for several years now, how, oh, anywhere from 70% of the industry is going to be retiring in the next five years. And there's a little bit of a vetting process going on where, for one, they want to make sure that the upcoming generations that are going to be taking over the industry have a respect and a knowledge of where what built the industry. And the other one is just the flat out training that the jobs have changed so much, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's the um, uh, remote sensors in, or the engineering side of things. It's just that the, you know, slinging chains and the in the job descriptions change so much. Um, we've been following it from that two prong approach, I guess. What, what did your uh, article uncover in terms of some of those different uh, uh, points and elements? Well, one of the main changes is um, the Internet of Things. You know, um, everything, software can do so much these days. And um, it's a matter of, you know, the older generation starting to learn some of the software. They're a little reluctant, you know, for the most part. But um, also the software can help you know, it can help teach the younger generation, you know, some of the things that they need to know as well. One of my, uh, one of the things I learned was with this company called EKT Interactive. And um, I was fascinated by the way their approach to the oil and gas education. And theirs is to basically teach the way that people live or, you know, let them learn around the way they live. So they do like a micro learning, which is, um, you know, podcasts and, and, you know, different little, uh, eBooks and videos and audios. And so, um, a lot of them are in 15 minute increments and that's great. You know, when you're busy and you just, you want to know about something specific, you can just hop on and, and, see what you need to know. And they have different packages that you can buy. And um, it was a really cool thing. To listen to the full-length interview with Sarah Skinner with the Oil Man magazine or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building the Bakken Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media links are available at thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab. Another thing we have available at thecrudelife.com is links to Blind Joe's Holiday Album. If you'd like to purchase Blind Joe's Holiday Album, of course, Blind Joe is the music you're hearing on today's program, as well as many of you know him from Season 9 of NBC's The Voice. Had a very successful run. Good times with Blake Shelton, Blind Joe became buddies with. And anyway, today... Uh, my good friend Blind Joe is allowing us to have his Christmas music as our bumper music, and we'd love for you to support him this holiday season by purchasing one of his holiday albums. 
support a singer-songwriter or somebody who is an energy enthusiast. All right. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. by the fire, face unafraid, plans that we've made, walking in a winter wonderland. Let's all frolic and play, the Eskimo way, walking in a winter wonderland. Let's go walking. And that concludes another awesome episode of Building the Bakken Radio. And I would like to personally thank each and every one of you who listened and tuned in our program this week. There are so many options out there for content and entertainment today. And we are so grateful that you have chosen Building the Bakken Radio and the Crude Life Media Network for your option today. Again, thank you once again for listening to our program, our non-political, non-polarizing program known as Building the Bakken Radio. Now, was there an interview that you wanted to check out? Well, you can access past shows, features, and full-length interviews at thecrudelife.com. We would also like to invite you to be a part of our social media network. Join our ever-growing army of energy enthusiasts. We have quite a presence in many of the shale plays, like the Permian, Eagleford, Marcellus, Niobrera, and many, many more. It's all part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out. If you go to crudelife.com, click on our social media tabs, we've got a list of our social media sites, over 350,000 followers. We're strong. We're growing every day when we invite you to be a part of our social media network here at the Crude Life Media Network. Now, when you're at the Crude Life Dot com, be sure to click on our sponsors page. These sponsors make this program happen. Now, we've got some outstanding sponsors here at the Crude Life Media Network, and we ask you to please support them when you can. You know what? Heck, just reach out and say hello sometime. That's nothing like a nice hello. Click on the sponsors page. Check them out, crudelife.com. Thank you once again for listening to Building the Bakken Radio this week. We will be back next week right here on this radio station at this time once again. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Thank you once again for joining us this week. And remember, keep calm and frack on. So mama must have let him in. Well, Santa looked a lot like daddy. Her daddy looked a lot like him. Yeah, Santa looked a lot like Daddy Her Daddy looked a lot like him Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about Hatch Coaching. I got to watch him give a talk at TEDx Brookings, and I saw him come into his own where he shared uncomfortable things from his past in a way that created a teaching environment. And Eric's somebody that could easily lead with all he's accomplished, and it's a long list. To find out more information about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch come to your company or event, visit Visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life the Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 
Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. <laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? Nothing. You need a raise.